Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Myers Detox podcast. I'm your host, Wendy Myers of MyersDetox.com. And today we have a fantastic show. Dr. Nathan Bryan is coming on the show. He's a nitric oxide expert. He's been researching this for over 20 years. And really, we had such an interesting conversation today. And we're going to be talking about how a nitric oxide deficiency causes poor detox and chronic illness like heart disease and hypertension, and the truth about nitric oxide supplementation, what you need to know. And so we specifically go over lots of different points like you know, the many benefits of increasing nitric oxide, like lowering blood pressure, better cognition, athletic performance, and increased sexual enhancement and performance for both men and women, um, because that nitric oxide causes that blood to kind of flow into different areas, helps your blood vessels and whatnot. And so we also talk about how erectile dysfunction and other signs and symptoms that you are low in nitric oxide and nitric oxide production and how nitric oxide is key to shuttling heavy metals out of the cells. So it plays a very important role in detox. We'll also talk about why nitric oxide production is a precursor to all of the chronic diseases today that so many people suffer. We'll talk about this one surprising thing that you're probably doing and 200 million other people in the United States alone that destroys their ability to produce nitric oxide. So very, very interesting. We'll also talk about how antacids destroy nitric oxide. Millions of people, hundreds of millions of people are taking antacids. And so it's destroying their health in more ways than one, not to mention malnutrition. And so we'll talk about what you can do and the foods that you can eat to enhance nitric oxide production and also why you can't get enough from foods alone. So every little bit helps, but we'll also discuss the truth about nitric oxide supplementation uh, and supplements on the market, the pros and cons and what to take instead and skin creams that enhance nitric oxide flow in your skin, increase blood flow, which will enhance your beauty and slow down the aging process. So really, really good show today. And Dr. Nathan Bryan was a one of the doctors that participated in our recent Harmony Pendant study. If you haven't heard of the Harmony Pendant yet and how our new study helps it to, you know, proves that the Harmony Pendant protects from EMF and reduces stress and all the benefits that people receive from, from those two variables go check out harmonypendant.com. Dr. Nathan Bryan, um, he tested about 15 patients in the study and uh, those results are on harmonypendant.com. So I know so many of you guys listening today are concerned about your heavy metal levels and rightly so. Heavy metals are one of the number one primary drivers of disease today. That is why I focus so much on it and helping you understand what these metals do to your body and how to remove them to enjoy better health. And that's why I created a quiz at 
heavymetalsquiz.com. You can go take that two-minute quiz, get your relative levels of body burden of toxins. And then after you get your results, you get a free video series that answers all of your frequently asked questions, like how long does it take to detox? What kind of testing is best to discover my metal levels? Uh, what kind of supplements are good to detox? Where do I start? How, you know, all these questions that you have and more are answered in a free video series after you take the quiz at heavymetalsquiz.com. Our guest today, Nathan Bryan, Dr. Bryan, earned his undergraduate degree, Bachelor of Science in Biochemistry from the University of Texas at Austin and his doctoral degree from Louisiana State University School of Medicine in Shreveport, where he was the recipient of the Dean's Award for Excellence in Research. And he pursued his postdoctoral training at Kirstein Fellow at Boston University School of Medicine in the Whitaker Cardiovascular Institute. And after a two-year postdoctoral fellowship in 2006, Dr. Bryan was recruited to join faculty at the University of Texas Health Science Center at Houston by Farid Murad, a MD, PhD, and who was also the 1998 Nobel Laureate in Medicine or Physiology for discovering nitric oxide. Dr. Bryan has been involved in nitric oxide research for the past 19 years and has made many seminal discoveries in the field. His many discoveries have resulted in dozens of issued US and international patents and the product technology resulting from his discoveries and inventions has improved patient care worldwide. You can learn more about Dr. Bryan and his work at drnathansbryan.com. Nathan, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Wendy. It's a great honor and pleasure to spend some time with you. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your work and, and how you came to do the, the work that you're doing today? Well, I've spent the last 20 years trying to understand the production of a molecule called nitric oxide in the human body. I first obviously was interested in science and math as a high school student, then went on to get a degree in biochemistry from the University of Texas at Austin. And then from there, I went to LSU School of Medicine, where I got involved really early on in some nitric oxide research. I completed a PhD in molecular and cellular physiology at LSU and then went up to Boston, trained as a postdoc fellow for several years and then got my first faculty position at University of Texas Health Science Center in Houston by Fred Murad, one of the gentlemen who shared the Nobel Prize for the discovery of nitric oxide. And so it was really there where we began to make some fundamental discoveries on nitric oxide, trying to understand how does the human body make nitric oxide what goes wrong in patients that can't make it? What are the clinical consequences and manifestations? And then number four, and perhaps most importantly, uh, we made some discoveries that then we could integrate into some pretty important and innovative therapies for nitric oxide deficiency. So that's 20 years of research. I have dozens of issued U.S. and international patents, published hundreds of peer-reviewed papers. And so we've made pretty seminal discoveries in the field. And, and I think some important contributions to our understanding of nitric oxide. Yeah, I've been taking nitric oxide. I did uh, like a little pH strip test and found that I was deficient, which isn't surprising. You know, I'm 48. And as we get older, we make less of it. So I started taking it. And so just for anyone that doesn't know, what is nitric oxide? and What role does it play in the body? 
It's a very good question. You know, it's still relatively new in the scientific literature. It was only discovered about 30, 35 years ago. But it's a gas that's produced naturally in the body. It's produced by the lining of the blood vessels, and it controls and regulates blood flow and blood pressure uh, and oxygen delivery to every cell in the body. So when you can make sufficient nitric oxide, you can, if you have normal blood pressure, you can, every organ and cell works uh, properly. When you lose the ability to make nitric oxide, then cells become deficient in nutrients and oxygen. Those cells begin to fail. The tissues fail, and that's really the basis for any human chronic disease. And so it's really important in the regulation of blood pressure so, and, and blood flow. So when you, you know, for instance, if you're trying to recall where you left your keys, you have to regulate blood flow to certain regions of the brain to recall memory. And that's due to nitric oxide. When you begin to exercise or run, you need to increase blood flow to the heart to meet the increased metabolic demands on the heart. And you do that through nitric oxide. And if you can't generate nitric oxide, then you begin to get vascular dementia because you can't regulate blood flow. You develop heart disease. You develop sexual dysfunction if you can't regulate blood flow to the genitalia. Uh, so many, many things go wrong when you can't make nitric oxide. And so how does the human body make nitric oxide? What's going on there? Well, there's, there's two primary pathways that we understand now in 30 years of research is that, number one, there's, a, there's an enzyme in the lining of the blood vessels. It's called nitric oxide synthase or NOS. And it's a very complicated biochemical reaction. But under normal healthy conditions, that enzyme will take an amino acid called L-arginine and convert it into nitric oxide. And that pathway is what becomes dysfunctional with age. So the older we get, the less nitric oxide we make through that pathway. And that's dependent upon both diet and lifestyle. And some genetics, some genetic predispositions will render people a little bit more compromised in their ability to generate nitric oxide. Then the other pathway is through diet. So, for instance, we, the mechanism of action of a vegetarian diet, a plant-based diet, the Mediterranean diet, or even the dietary approaches to stop hypertension is due to the fact that a lot of these diets and vegetables contain organic nitrate that the body can then metabolize into nitric oxide. And again, that's a very complicated multi-step pathway that, you know, there are many many things that go wrong in, in people. For instance, using mouthwash, using antacids, all those disrupt nitric oxide production. So I think it's important, and now we understand how to prevent the age-related decline of nitric oxide production, and then how to promote nitric oxide production through these pathways. Are there any foods that help to promote nitric oxide production? Well, there are. Primarily, they're green leafy vegetables, um, things like spinach, arugula, kale, beets. Beets are a, you know, a, a hot item ever since, I think, probably 2012 Olympic Games. It was realized that a lot of Olympic athletes were drinking liters and liters of beetroot juice because they've been shown to enhance their performance through a nitric oxide-dependent pathway. The problem, Wendy, is that when we, we tested this, I guess in 2015 we published this, but our intent was try to figure out if we wanted to change the dietary guidelines and basically provide an answer to the question that you asked, how much broccoli would one need to eat or how much spinach or arugula based on the nitrate content and based on how well the body could metabolize this into nitric oxide. Well, we went to five cities across the U.S. and found that there's, you know, a 50-fold difference in the amount of nitrate in celery grown in New York versus Chicago versus Dallas versus Los Angeles and Raleigh. So this told us that, number one, you can't standardize this because 
the regional differences in farming practices accounted for the differences in nitrate content of vegetables. And then number two, which was really intriguing to us, is that organically grown vegetables have about 10 times less nitrate than conventionally grown. Hmm. So everybody's taught to eat organic, eat clean, uh, to avoid the herbicides and pesticides, but you can never eat enough organic vegetables to get sufficient nitrates to generate nitric oxide and normalize blood pressure in the body. So that's one problem. There's no standardization of that. And the primary problem is people using antiseptic mouthwash. You know, especially in this age of COVID, everybody's using mouthwash, antiseptics, uh, antibacterial soaps, lotions, salves, everything. And in fact, 200 million Americans wake up every morning and use an antiseptic mouthwash. And now we're finding that that's not only killing the bad bacteria, it's killing a lot of good bacteria. So we now know that if you use mouthwash, it causes an increase in blood pressure. I was on the doctor's show a couple of months ago revealing that if you use mouthwash, you eliminate the benefits of exercise. Hmm. This is a very profound step that people are doing. And I think they're, they're, most people are well-intended because they want to use a mouthwash so they have nice breath. But there are consequences to that, and I think the consequences far outweigh any benefit you're getting from that. So I tell people if you're using mouthwash, you have to stop because there's clear evidence that that's disrupting nitric oxide production. And when you have a disruption in nitric oxide production, it sets the stage for early onset and progression of chronic disease, including cardiovascular disease. Wow, that, that's so profound. I mean, does that also apply to mouthwashes using essential oils like thyme and oregano, et cetera? Well, that, that's a very good question and one I don't have the answer to. So all the studies that we've published or what's in the literature are using the stringent antiseptics like chlorhexidine, Listerine, Scope, antiseptic, alcohol-based mouthwash. But I think that you can rationalize this in the fact that if it's natural, and because what we want is diversity, I mean, broadly speaking, but also in the, in the microbiome, the gut microbiome and the oral microbiome. We found that more diverse the microbiome, the better you are at generating nitric oxide from inorganic nitrate from the diet. So if you're using mouthwash, you're killing a lot of bugs, and then you're decreasing the diversity. The bad guys outcompete the good guys. But if you provide an environment where the good guys can actually grow, then the good guys keep the bad guys at bay. And so that's what we're after. But I think I, I don't have any evidence. We've got a lot of people that use, you know, natural mouthwashes, the essential oils, and we don't see any disruption in their ability or when we use the, nit the nitric oxide test strips. It doesn't seem to be affecting the, the nitrate reductase bacteria. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, this seems like it be probiotic foods or I even give my daughter a right. probiotic, a, an oral biotic to help reduce cavity production or, you know, and so that seems like an option as well. So that's really interesting. Also, I think watermelon is also a good food to help to produce nitric oxide. It's something my fiance does <laughs> if he's going to feel like he wants to, you know, pep things up down there. And I found that to be true. I find it, there's a strong connection there when he eats watermelon. And I found that uh, amazing. So I went and did a little bit of research. I only found one study to support it. Have you found anything to that effect? Well, what's been found, so this amino acid called L-citrulline is found in high concentrations in watermelon. And so citrulline is actually a byproduct of nitric oxide production. 
but through the urea cycle, citrulline is actually converted back to arginine, and arginine can actually go to make coxine. So, but the problem is if you're young and healthy and that enzyme that converts arginine to nitric oxide is functional, you can get a little bit more nitric oxide out from that. But if you have endothelial dysfunction, you can push arginine, you can push citrulline all day to the cows come home. The problem is the body's lost its ability to convert that into nitric oxide. Okay, so great. the enzyme so that it's able to utilize those amino acids. Okay, great. That's a very good distinction. And so what are the clinical kind of consequences of insufficient nitric oxide? Well, really the first clinical sign you see is you start to see an elevation in blood pressure. Because nitric oxide is what we call a vasodilator, meaning it dilates blood vessels. And so when you dilate blood vessels, you reduce the pressure, you increase perfusion. And so when you lose a major vasodilator in the cardiovascular system, your blood pressure goes up because the vasoconstrictors outweigh the vasodilators. So an elevation in blood pressure, two out of three Americans have an unsafe increase uh, in blood pressure, which is the number one modifiable risk factor for cardiovascular disease, the number one killer of men and women worldwide. So that's huge. 200 million Americans have a deficiency of nitric oxide. So based on their blood pressure. Then number two, it's usually sexual dysfunction. And that's erectile dysfunction in both men and women because to get engorgement of both sex organs, you have to have an increase in blood flow. So in order to get an increase in blood flow, you have to be able to generate nitric oxide. But if your body can't make nitric oxide, you can't dilate the blood vessels of the sex organs. You can't increase blood flow. You don't get engorgement. And that's sexual dysfunction. And then, so those are the main two. And then people develop vascular dementia. So when you lose regulation of the genitalia, you get ED. When you lose regulation of blood flow to the brain, you start to develop vascular dementia and some neurological symptoms. And then amongst all that, you lose insulin signaling. So you become insulin resistant. And now we have a worldwide epidemic in type 2 insulin-resistant diabetes. So every major human chronic disease is associated with a loss of nitric oxide production. And in fact, it's not just an association. The clinical data tell us that it's the loss of nitric oxide that's the first step in the onset and progression of all these chronic diseases. But to me, it's paramount that people understand what their nitric oxide production capabilities are. And if you start to see a decrease in nitric oxide production, or if you present with any of those clinical symptoms, whether it's high blood pressure, ED, diabetes, vascular dementia, uh, circulatory problems, then that itself tells you you're nitric oxide deficient. And then you can employ these strategies to, number one, stop doing things that disrupt nitric oxide production, don't use mouthwash, stop using antacids, and then number two, start doing things that promote nitric oxide. Eat more green leafy vegetables, moderate physical exercise, get some sunlight, detox your body, because if you're toxic, even though your body can make nitric oxide, a lot of times the toxins will scavenge it before it has a chance to do its job. Yeah, absolutely. And so how is nitric oxide involved in promoting detoxification? Well, you know, the body is a remarkable organism because it's, we, have, we have to get good stuff in and take the bad stuff out, right? Every cell is metabolic, and so we've got to get what it needs. There's metabolic waste material, and then we've got to take that out. And that's done through the cardiovascular system. So the cardiovascular system, the arterial side of things, brings oxygen, nutrients into cells. These cells respire, they metabolize, and then we take out the waste products. So when you talk about 
loss of nitric oxide, you not only lose the ability to deliver the good stuff to the cells, but you lose the ability to take out the trash, and then those toxins build up, and people become sick. And so there's there's types of different types of toxicity, at least in my way of thinking. There's heavy metals, which are critical because they scavenge any nitric oxide, and then there's toxins from uh, infections. Uh, main main problems are in oral infections from uh, root canals, asymptomatic root canals, or even symptomatic oral infections and, and cavitations in the mouth. So we have to eliminate the toxins and remove remove those from the body and then give the body what it needs and it seals itself. And so I like to say that all chronic disease is caused by two things and two things only. Number one, your body's exposed to something that it doesn't need. Or number two, your body's missing something that it needs. And if you take care of those two things, it doesn't matter if it's heart disease, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, ED, diabetes. That model, everything fixes itself. The body heals itself if you remove the toxins, give it what it needs. Absolutely. Yes, I've been saying that for 10 years. Yeah, I've heard that. So at what age are people starting to show a decline in nitric oxide production? And, and can we just, you know, simply supplement with nitric oxide? That's a very good question. And, you know, we didn't have an answer to that to about 10 years ago because there were no kind of bona fide diagnostics, clinically validated diagnostics that would tell us what your nitric oxide productions are. And it's not like vitamin D or cholesterol where you can go to your doc and pull blood and tell you what your levels are. Nitric oxide is a gas. It's gone in less than a second. So, but now there's some really cool non-invasive medical diagnostics or devices out there that'll give you an insight into what we call endothelial function. So to answer your question, it's not really age dependent. It's really lifestyle dependent. So we've measured some you know, 18, 20 year old obese, sedentary kids that have a vascular age of a 40 or 50 year old. And to the contrary, we've taken 50, 60 year old men or women that are active, that are physically fit, that eat right, that do all the right things, may have a vascular age of a, you know, a 30 year old. So it's not just age, but if we look at kind of population uh, statistics, you can see that you lose about 10 to 12% per decade then by the time you're 40, you have about 50%. But that's kind of on the average. But obviously, there are outliers in, in both directions. But here's, here's what the fundamental truths are, that if you can prevent that decline in nitric oxide production, you can prevent age-related disease. And so when you've got 16, 17-year-old kids that are type 2 diabetic, hypertensive, obese, that's not an age problem. That's a lifestyle problem. And that's a deficiency of nitric oxide. So then you've got to employ the strategies to restore nitric oxide production, get them back on the right path, and get their vascular age back to meet their chronological age. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I'm all about anti-aging. And so that's why I'm taking nitric oxide. But are there do's and don'ts to nitric oxide supplementation or what are the kind of different options out there? Yeah, you know, Wendy, that's the problem because it's it's a crowded marketplace and in the so-called dietary supplement space, everybody can say the same thing. And so 99% of the nitric oxide products on the market do not work. They don't do anything. I've tested this. We've got a number of testing modalities and analytical equipment where we can test, number one, do the products generate nitric oxide? And number two, do they stimulate endogenous snow production? And so most of those products don't work. So 
if you've got a patient with endothelial dysfunction, meaning that they're old and the enzyme or they're getting older and the enzyme in the lining of their blood vessel doesn't work, then an arginine citrulline-based product does not work. So these patients are never deficient in arginine or citrulline. They've just lost the ability to convert it to nitric oxygen. So giving more is like putting gas in a car with a blown-up engine. These people aren't out of fuel. They aren't out of arginine or citrulline. They've lost the ability to convert it. So I put all those arginine citrulline-based products into one camp. They may work in some young, healthy, uh, teenage, early 20, well-trained athletes. You may get a little bit of NO from those products. But in the older aging population, those don't work. So save your money uh, on arginine citrulline products. Yeah, so if you're old like me, 48, the beetroot yeah. powder is not going to cut it, right? <laughs> well, the next bucket, we, we look at beetroot powder, right? Because there <laughs> are products on there that put beetroot in their, on their ingredients. And I've tested those. And 99% of those products don't work. The only thing you do is turn your pee and your poop pink and give some people a scare. But it does not generate any nitric oxide. In fact, we use a lot of those commercial products as placebos in our clinical trials. So they're great placebos, but nothing else. So what you look for in, in, in nitric oxide products is patents. Uh, I have over two dozen issued patents. We, we have products that we brought to market over the past 10 years. that are actually nitric oxide active uh, product technologies. Uh, so look for patents on products. That's very important. That tells you that there's been something innovative and unique about the product technology that no one else can do. Uh, look for published clinical trials. If a, if, a, if a nitric oxide product works, nitric oxide is so profound in the human body that you'll be able to see clinical differences, meaningful influence, like regulation of blood pressure, normalizing in blood pressure, improvement in sports performance, uh, improvement in insulin signal, all these things. And then number three, is the inventor someone who's published in the nitric oxide field? Now I see all these talking heads out there so supposedly everybody's an expert in nitric oxide. But then when I do a medline or publine or PubMed search, these people have never published a single paper on nitric oxide. So they put components together, put it in a nice jar, put a label on it and call it nitric oxide product, but really it doesn't do anything. So you have a product out. So you have a nitric oxide supplement. Tell us what separates that from the rest. Well, so what we've done, we set out to do this. We had a drug discovery program years ago where we were trying to develop nitric oxide-based therapeutics. And so during this entire drug discovery, we found some natural product chemistry that actually generated nitric oxide gas. So the whole basis of what we were trying to do was, number one, if your body can't make nitric oxide, then we have to do it for you. But then number two is we understood the biochemistry of, of nitric oxide that we could restore the body's own ability to make it. So that's the technology that I developed is we have a nitric oxide lozenge. It's an orally disintegrating tablet that when you put it in your mouth, it'll take about five to six minutes to dissolve. And it liberates about 20 to 30 parts per million nitric oxide gas. So that's quantifiable. It's verifiable. I put a nitric oxide analyzer and we can see nitric oxide coming off. So if your body can make nitric oxide, we do it for you. And that nitric oxide is vasoactive because we've got, I think, six or seven published randomized placebo-controlled clinical trials. So if we put an ultrasound on the carotid here within 30 seconds of placing that lozenge in your mouth, we can see the blood vessels start to open up. Wow. That's demonstrable evidence that 
the nitric oxide that we're releasing through that lozenge technology is vasoactive, dilating blood vessels, increasing blood flow throughout the body. But then number two is four hours after that, we see about a 15 to 20% improvement in the body's own ability to make nitric oxide. So we recouple the nitric oxide synthase enzyme to where the, the, the lining of the blood vessels become, generate more nitric oxide uh, and normalize that so you can regulate blood flow. There's no other technology, product technology on the market that does that. And we, they can't do it because I have a number of issued patents on that. And so that's the technology then. And then we have a beat product that's advertised uh, all over on mainstream TV. I'm sure you guys have seen it, but we, so people like beats and, and recognize the benefits of beats. And so we made a, um, a concentrated beet extract that we sell direct to consumer. It's really a natural form of energy. So we overcome the body's inability to reduce the nitrates and nitrite. So if you're using an antiseptic mouthwash, these beats will still work. Uh, although it's still best not to use mouthwash. And so again, those are patented technologies that can deliver bioactive nitric oxide in multiple product technologies. Fantastic. Yeah, and the beet extract is much different than just ground up, you know, dried beetroot powder. It's a very different animal. <laughs> it is. You know, there's a lot of science that goes into those beets and how we manufacture and, and produce our beets. Number two, I'm really not a beet fan. I don't like the taste of beets. And so what we had to do when we brought this to market was it tastes good. And that was a problem for me because I didn't like the taste of beets. And so the good thing about this beet product that uh, we sell is that it tastes great, doesn't necessarily taste like beets, and it works. And we've got published clinical trials on the product as well. Oh, fantastic. fantastic. Yeah, I want to try that. I haven't, I've seen it before, but I, I haven't tried it yet. So I'd love to try that. Yeah. yeah and <laughs> yeah. And so when someone say they're taking your nitric oxide supplement, how can they measure their nitric oxide levels? Do you have like test strips or is there any way to kind of measure your progress if you're getting enough or need to take more? Yeah, very good question. I, I developed a nitric oxide salivary test strip. I guess probably almost 10 years ago, maybe longer. Because the problem was we, we came to market with a nitric oxide technology. No one knew what nitric oxide was, and so no one knew if they needed a nitric oxide product. And as I mentioned before, it wasn't standard labs or something that the doctor was measuring. We had to develop a way so people knew what their nitric oxide levels were. So I developed this salivary test strip that you just apply some saliva on this into this pad, kind of like a pH pad. And then if it turns bright pink, then what we call that total body nitric oxide availability. And then you can, if you're deficient, if it doesn't turn pink, if it turns white or, or light pink, then you become depleted. And then you can employ these strategies that we talk about and see if you can move the needle. Uh, but you'll never be able to move the needle on that test strip if you're using mouthwash um, and eradicating the good bacteria because that's part of the recycling process of the body's way of generating nitric oxide. Yeah, that's just so interesting. I mean, just so, like you said, millions of people are using mouthwash and have no idea that it's uh, affecting their health so profoundly. Yeah, I, you know, it's a huge problem. I tell people it's, you have to stop using it because it's better to have bad breath than to have a heart attack. And they are, are true now to the fact that using mouthwash causes your blood pressure to go up, causes your blood pressure to go up increases the onset and progression of cardiovascular disease, increases inflammation, plaque instability, rupture, and that's heart attack or stroke. 
There's a clear mechanism of action of disruption of nitric oxide production through mouthwash and also through using antacids. You know, there are 200 million prescriptions written for Prilosec, Prevacid, Nexium uh, in the U.S. alone. But, and that's not even counting the over-the-counter purchases. And so proton pump inhibitors and acids shut down nitric oxide production. And now there's evidence that people who have been on these antacids for three to five years, you know, have a three to five time higher incidence of heart attack and stroke. So the, ev the preponderance of evidence reveals that using mouthwash, using antacids shuts down nitric oxide production. Shutting down nitric oxide production increases your risk of heart attack and stroke. It's very clear. And on the flip side, when you start taking nitric oxide levels and optimizing your levels of them, what are some of the benefits that you're seeing in your clinical trials? Well, the number one thing is if you have an elevation in blood pressure, it'll normalize your blood pressure. So if we're restoring a, the main molecule and, and maintaining normal blood pressure, your blood pressure will normalize. So that's the number one effect we see. And that's, that's easy because in a clinical trial, it's easy to measure blood pressure as an endpoint. When you restore nitric oxide production, blood pressure begins to normalize. Number two, people see improvement in their performance. So when we measure performance in a number of ways, we can, see, we can do time trials and see if you can cover the same amount of distance in a faster time. That's an improvement in performance. We look at uh, lactic acid production. We look at anaerobic threshold. So when you restore nitric oxide production, imp performance improves. We see that a performance in, on the athletic field. We've got I think 180 or 190 professional and NCAA teams that use our nitric oxide technology. We see performance in the bedroom improve um, because you're, you're improving the perfusion to your sex organs and anorgasmic women or men with ED begin to improve. Uh, we see improvement in the boardroom and, and, vast, and uh, memory recall and, and cognitive performance. Yeah, perfusion to the brain and, and cognition improves. So really everything we've looked at, if we restore nitric oxide production, we see improvement in that particular organ system. And it makes sense because chronic disease is caused by insufficient blood supply and perfusion. So you're getting not enough oxygen, not enough nutrients to the cells of the body. But when you restore nitric oxide production, you open up those blood vessels, oxygen, nutrients come in, the metabolic waste products go out, and cells actually perform and do what they're designed to do. And you have a skin cream also, correct? It naturally makes sense that if you're applying something to your skin and you increase blood flow, your skin is going to look better and, and age less fast. That's exactly right. So, you know, my objective now is to bring nitric oxide to the masses across every market segment around the globe because I know how to make nitric oxide, have patents that protect that. And so we can actually introduce that product technology into any market segment. So for me, you know, kind of the low-hanging fruit, if you will, was in the anti-aging because aging to me is really a loss of blood flow because the older you get, the less nitric oxide you make. And when you lose perfusion to the cells of the dermis, you lose collagen, you lose hydration, your skin begins to sag, you get fine lines and wrinkles. And so if you restore nitric oxide production, you perfuse those cells, then you increase your hydration, you prevent loss of collagen, and fine lines and wrinkles go away. So that's exactly what we developed was a dual chamber nitric oxide topical serum that when you combine these two components, they generate nitric oxide gas. So you take one pump from one side, one pump from the other, mix it together, and then apply it to the face. And 
you'll actually see it turn pink. So it's, you never have to guess if this skin product is working because you can actually see it working. So you get capillary recruitment, perfusion, and that pinkness will last for several minutes and then your face feels uh, fully hydrated. It's an evaporative, it's a cooling effect. And we've got four published clinical trials now on that topical serum. It's really a fantastic product. In fact, it's, it's a new product category. There's nothing in skincare and beauty that does what this product does. Well, Nathan, sign me up. Where is my bottle of that? <laughs> well, I'll send you some of that. <laughs> I actually had someone ask me about it, but I, I at that time I, I didn't have any awareness of uh, you know what it was doing or efficacy or whatnot. But I'm I'm so glad I had you on the show because it it, it just sounds like this is kind of that that panacea that uh, people need if they're trying to increase blood fill. I mean, you can do things manually, like you know women go get facials and go get facial right. massages and things like that, but if you know like you said if you're not making nitric oxide you're not making enough as you age your skin it's going to show on your skin well yeah we know that aging on the inside occurs the lining of your blood vessels ages but there's outward appearance of aging and those are the fine lines and wrinkles and you know even in uh, acne and infections and dermatitis you know all that's really loss of regulation of blood flow so we're seeing profound effects of that. And again, it goes back to this very simple concept that if your body can make nitric oxide, then we do it for you. And so we think we're, what we're seeing is if you treat internally with our oral nitric oxide products and you treat externally uh, on the face or on the neck and decollete, you know, you see some transformative results within as little as 30 days. Fantastic. And so what is the, the nitric oxide supplement that you develop look like? Is that a, a pill that you swallow? Is that uh, something you take orally? What is that? It's an, it's an oral lozenge. And you know, I prefer not to mention it by brand because I'm educating on nitric oxide and don't want to promote a particular product. But you, know, you can find it if you, if you Google me. But so nitric oxide is a gas. It's not a pill you can swallow. And so what we do is we create an orally disintegrating tablet, really this matrix, whereby when you put the lozenge in your mouth, it's designed to slowly dissolve. So you move it around kind of like a sweet tar. You don't chew it, you don't swallow it whole. But during that dissolution time, we're generating and liberating nitric oxide gas. And so we want to deliver a certain amount of nitric oxide over a certain period of time to get the maximal effects. And so it's a round disc-like lozenge. It tastes like a, almost an orange berry flavor. It's very tasteful. And so that's the product. And we'll provide a link on here that your listeners can go to and they can find the nitric oxide products that we talk about. Yeah, if any guys want to try Nathan's nitric oxide lozenges and, and skincare, go to dssorders.com slash nitric oxide. And you guys can enter code nitric oxide and get 10 to 15% off your order. So definitely try that. And so your product, it's a lozenge. Most of the products out there are capsules. So they're right. capsules that you swallow and they're supposedly supposed to absorb in your intestines. What's, what's wrong with that formula? Well, most of these capsules contain precursors or substrates so that the body can make nitric oxide. But if these endogenous pathways are dysfunctional, they're unable to make nitric oxide. So giving more of those precursors or substrate isn't going to give any more nitric oxide out the other end. Unless, of course, you fix the enzyme that makes nitric oxide, and that's what we do. But none of these other products that I found on the market, and I test them all, 
have able, been shown to recouple that nitroprusside synthase enzyme. And two, through the normal metabolic shuttling in the, in, in the cell, you already have enough of these substrates and precursors to make nitric oxide if that enzyme is working. So giving more doesn't give you more. In fact, there are several clinical trials showing that if you take high-dose L-arginine or L-citrulline, that you can actually make things worse. People get worse. Um, in fact, some clinical trials have actually been stopped halfway through because the patients were getting worse by taking the high-dose arginine because of the underlying endothelial dysfunction. Yeah, it's interesting. My a friend of mine was doing that, and he'd been doing it, I mean, since the 90s, taking arginine to with the, the goal of increasing performance. But when you take, you know, kind of megadose a, an amino acid like that, you are preventing other amino acids from absorbing and cause like an imbalance. That's right. And it seems that, you know, the human body is remarkable that it regulates things. So if you give too much arginine, you increase an expression of an enzyme called arginase, and then you divert that arginine away from nitric oxide and toward urea excretion because you can get into nitrogen imbalance if you take too much of this. So you, you actually activate the urea cycle and you excrete the arginine uh, through urea in the urine. So you basically, you're shuttling the, the arginine away from nitric oxide production and through urea disposal. So, so many people suffer from hypertension, high blood pressure, especially my mother and my father, and so many people with metabolic syndrome and fatty liver. You know, there's millions of people dealing with this or will deal with it. So tell us, can people get off their medications? Can people kind of slowly wean off of those by using nitric oxide? Well, um, I like two qualifying statements. The products that we have currently on the market are dietary supplements that are not intended to treat, cure, diagnose, or prevent any disease. And we always recommend people talk to their physician, their prescribing physician. And I think it's a, it's a very valuable conversation to have about, talk to your doctor about how do I get off medications? Because the way medicine's practiced today is that conversation never happens. Your doctors always will come back, and if you're not better, I'll put you on more medication. But let's start the conversation of if you give your body what it needs, and what I talked about earlier, if you're you're toxic or your body is missing something it doesn't need and you remove the toxins and give what's missing, the body heals itself. In that model, there's no room for drug therapy because our bodies are never missing synthetic drug compounds, right? And so if we restore nitric oxide production and we normalize blood pressure through the body's natural means of regulating its blood pressure, there's no need for ACE inhibitors, ARVs, diuretics, or calcium channel antagonists. That's not the, the means of their underlying hypertension. In fact, now we're finding that the primary means of hypertension in some, a lot of people is just an oral dysbiosis by either using mouthwash or having an active oral infection. But I think, you know, it's, it's worth mentioning that in this age of COVID, you know, the data are very clear now for the past six or seven months that people who have underlying symptoms of nitric oxide deficiency, whether it's high blood pressure, heart disease, pulmonary distress syndrome, kidney disease, uh, obesity, these are the people that are more susceptible to infection. These are also the people that rapidly progress to hospitalization, ventilation, and death. And so there's a, there's a huge need and a major impact of nitric oxide-based therapies in this new pandemic of COVID. And it's not just coronavirus infection, it's any viral infection, because even the seasonal flu affects the same population. It's the feeble, the weak, the people with underlying comorbidities, 
those are the people who get sick, those are the people who are hospitalized, and a lot of those people will expire uh, from the underlying disease. And so we have an active effort now to, to address this nitric oxide deficiency in COVID patients. Yeah, and you have a clinical trial going on right now in that regards, correct? We do. So we're, we're, we're about to, um, you know, we have an IND approved, which is an investigational new drug for the treatment of COVID patients with nitric oxide therapy. Their nitric oxide has been used for the past six months, in, inhaled nitric oxide in intensive care units, patients that are already ventilated. To me, and patients are getting better, that, but to me, it's too little too late. We need to get these patients early on right when they get a positive diagnosis, before they develop symptoms or even mild symptoms, and then let's restore their nitric oxide production and see if we can't prevent the progression of disease. Because mechanistically, everything we know about coronavirus infection and severity can be explained by nitric oxide. And in fact, nitric oxide actually inhibits coronavirus replication. So even if you get exposed and your body can make nitric oxide, you'll activate your immune system, the immune system generates nitric oxide, and you'll kill the viral replication. And even though you may have a positive test, we've seen it, these people don't get sick if their body can make sufficient nitric oxide. And to the contrary, if they're sick, they're hypertensive, heart disease, kidney disease, lung disease, if they're exposed to coronavirus, these people are the ones that get sick, rapidly progress to uh, severity of disease, hospitalization, need for ventilation, and a 10 time higher mortality than the normal population. Wow, that's, that's just uh, so profound. One silver lining of this pandemic is that people are focusing more on their health. They realize that uh, there's, you know, when peace, people are faced with their mortality and they've been dealing with a lot of fear and these lockdowns and everything that's been going on, I think a lot of people are really, it's, it's the great awakening. They're awakening up. They need to get their act together or their, their end is going to be, you know, faster than they intended. That's the, the silver lining, but that, that's just uh, amazing that you're doing this work. And uh, thank you so much for coming on. Like, is there, is there any parting thoughts or anything else we haven't covered that you wanted to mention? No, I think, you know, in 45 minutes, we've covered a lot. I mean, there's a lot to know about nitric oxide. What I find is most people know very little about it. And so that's why I can't thank you enough for the opportunity to reach your audience, to educate them on the importance of nitric oxide. It's the cause for the number one killer of men and women worldwide. It's the cause for a worldwide pandemic that shut down the global economy. So if there's one thing you can do to improve your health, it's to understand your nitric oxide production and then employ these strategies that we talk about. Stop doing stuff that disrupts nitric oxide production, get rid of mouthwash, get rid of antacids, and do the things that promote it. Good balanced diet, lots of green leafy vegetables, moderate physical exercise. And then if you need to supplement, they're clinically proven patented nitric oxide technologies on the market. And I really, you know, I've got a book called Functional Nitric Oxide Nutrition, where we talk about this, written and edited several books, but that's the latest. And then I've got a, an educational website called drnathansbryan.com, uh, drnathansbryan.com. And there's a six-minute video on there that'll tell you a lot of what I've spent the past half hour talking about. It'll tell you that in six minutes. I do a monthly blog. I try to make it practical, timely. People can you know, implement into their daily practices to improve their nitric oxide production, but really create awareness around nitric oxide. I mean, it's important in health and longevity. Fantastic. Well, Dr. Nathan, thank you so much for 
you know, imparting your knowledge on us today. I'm sure that's very eye-opening for a lot of the listeners. And if you guys want to start testing and taking nitric oxide, go to dssorders.com slash nitric oxide and use code, uh, coupon code nitric oxide, and you can get 10 to 15% off. So go check that out. So Nathan, thank you so much for coming on the show and very much look forward to, to having you on again. Thank you very much, Wendy. Great yeah. And everyone, thanks so much for listening today to the Myers Detox podcast, where we explore all types of subjects related to health in general and how to detox and optimize your detox. And nitric oxide is certainly part of that conversation. Uh, you guys can learn about detoxification, detoxing your home, your life, your body at myersdetox.com. We have hundreds of podcasts, hundreds of articles. There are tons of free information for you to optimize your health through the power of detox. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Wendy Myers, and I'll talk to you guys very, very soon. The Myers Detox Podcast is created and hosted by Wendy Myers. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Wendy Myers and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.